episode 117 of the All the Book Show, the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library, where we talk book news, author news, and literary news. And for those of you just joining us, I'm Eric Mickles. And I'm Nick Gunning. Yeah. Joining us today is our special guest, uh, no one. No one. Wow. We, we've been on a hot yeah. streak. We've... For those of you just joining us, that's Nick Patton humor. Yeah. We've, <laughs> we've had a special guest for the last, like, five That's true. episodes yeah. i feel like yeah it's nice to just get out though and yeah. like be by ourselves That's on right. this. just That's right. uh, the classic well if i'm being honest they were just weights on our necks you know just dragging us down cement shoes uh we do need know. to ask a few of them to come back well we'd love to have them they were a real real boon to the old all the yeah. books podcast yeah. and radio yeah. show hello angelica yeah. listeners do you know one time i was playing a video game where i had a ghost character on my team Ooh. and i named him boon I get it. Because he was helpful, sure. but he was a ghost. Yeah. That's I like perfect. that. That's perfect. Yeah. I love it. So, Well, we don't have a guest today. No. But we're going to talk about some dream yeah. guests. We're going to talk about authors that we like, uh-huh. authors that we'd like to hang out with. Yeah. Are you picking people that you would want to like hang out with, like go see a movie, go to a coffee shop with? No. I, if you go Just, see a movie, what, I mean, what's the point? I could go to see a movie by myself. Well, I'd have the talk same about amount of conversation. Oh, yeah. That'd be nice. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, but no, I wouldn't want to talk about the movie. I'd want to talk about their work all right so all right so we're gonna pick some folks we want to have in the hot but seat you know a later on some people they don't want to talk about their work that's true and that's frustrating a little bit. i want to meet an author yeah and be able to say this is how your work has affected me without them saying like yeah but i don't yeah. want to talk about my work right now right. what's a good restaurant you've been to is like no yeah tell me about you yeah <laughs> accept the celebrity of your situation yeah and just deal with it right now exactly that's why we're at this yeah. italian restaurant and you're paying wow yeah, they have to pay. They're, sounds, they're, it's a well, very expensive. Yes, they're they are. Loaded. Yeah, unless like your favorite, unless an author you want to meet is like a struggling author, and oh, you're yeah, like they're like a, one like fan. a local or something. Yeah. So yeah, well, we'll see. Okay. Surprises in hey, store. You read for who we pick. You read my book. I did that. I wrote. Yeah. So technically, yeah. Every time we go out to lunch, That's you're going true. out to lunch with your favorite author. You read the children's plays that I wrote. So I sure did. Yeah. When you look at that, yeah, my favorite playwright. Yep. Shout out to my plucky pip squeaks. All right. So we're going to get into that later. Right now, yeah. anything exciting you want to cover over the weekend? See any movies? Take in any shows? Uh, Night on the Town? Nothing? No. 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 Me neither. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Uneventful. Yeah. Uh, what have you been reading? Uh, what have I been reading? This is our bookmark segment, folks. Yes. Where yeah. we tell For those you, of you just joining us. Where our bookmarks are. Hey, according to my bookshelves, I have read 100 and... Oh, wait. 1,000... Oh, hold on. Oh, boy. 1,993 books are my read. In your whole life? Yeah. But that doesn't count things I've forgotten and never added to Goodreads. Oh, sure. See, mine is skewed because I always put my son's children's books in there so oh, I can yeah. remember Forget what it. I, I don't want to talk about it haven't anymore. hadn't read. It's very helpful, actually. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I went from having not finished any books to just like finishing a book like a week now yeah i've gone back this portion of the show b- brought to you by the goodreads reading challenge that eric is falling that's, behind that's on. true that's exactly <laughs> what it was seriously like i was like oh i haven't read anything and then i realized i was going to not succeed in my goodreads challenge yeah. for the first time since i've been doing it in like 2011 yeah so i yeah so gwendy's button box carrie uh book of joe and now Console, Console Wars, Wars by Blake J. Harris. This is brand new. Brand new addition to our collection. Not, the nonfiction section. Not on my list of the must-meet authors, but that we should a, think about getting him sometime. That is a thick book. Uh, it is a thick book. So this is uh, Console Wars. It's Sega, Nintendo, and the battle that defined a generation. And that's true for me and Nick. Yeah. Um, it's true. Team Sega Genesis all the way. Yeah, Super Nintendo over here. Whatever. 
Well, it's just it's how we are. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because last week you were like, oh, Sega won that, hands down. And I had said no because Super Nintendo sold more. Yeah. But in a lot of ways, you're right yeah. that Sega won in in big ways. So like before Sega got on the scene, Nintendo owned 90% of the video game market. Heck yeah. And so like the fact that Sega sold only like 4 million less than the mm-hmm. Super Nintendo is mm-hmm. crazy because yeah. they, they just went like, they just went to war with these guys. They I, I remember this so well. Uh-huh. Because I'm very old. Yeah. But I had an NES, yeah. you know, and I had tons of games for it. Mm-hmm. I was saving up for a Sega Genesis. Yeah. I remember that box. Yeah. I remember everything so clearly. And I remember my grandpa being like, Now are you sure you wouldn't want to just take this money and buy some new games for your Nintendo? And I was like, No way. Yeah. I want a Sega Genesis. Yeah. And then of course Sega never did anything good ever again. No, not after that. The Sega oh. Genesis. They yeah, they shot themselves where it's at. in the foot on the next day. But this book it just like shows all the ways they do shoot yeah. themselves in the foot, but all the ways they tear it them apart and they everything. They doing such stupid things. Like the 32X, what the heck is that? Yeah, that was afterwards. Sega CD. The guy who uh the guy who helped Stop. make the Genesis super popular Sega the, Saturn. The Genesis was out. At first before yeah. the Super Nintendo. Yeah. But the guy who kept it going and then and made it Remember, remember. Uh-huh the the sega had better graphics too yeah sega jumps right to 32 bit yeah and nes is or snes is not that yeah so um but so the guy who took over to do like in charge of sega of america yeah was the guy who was it Polly shore <laughs> it was uh <laughs> Making video games oh my gosh i can't oh tom uh kalinsky he why, where did the Polly shore thing come from i just don't think he'd make a good corporate no. head no so uh kalinsky he worked on bringing barbie back okay like barbie was sales were failing for the first time ever like in the 80s or Look something out. and he was like and he was the one who did all these like new like you know i'm whatever barbie yeah. i'm lawyer barbie i'm yeah. dr barbie so right. like he was the person who came <laughs> dr. up to <with>, bobby <laughs> okay you're you're on the right th- anyway check this out so i'm this, ready okay. I, I had to read this to you and i had to get folks. your i had to get your uh your reactions oh on my air. goodness my unfiltered so reactions. do you remember the uh welcome to the next level marketing echo for this, the dolphin for the sega genesis and everything yeah yeah i know they talk about echo the dolphin in here Good. like it's the second coming it was great um but um so before the welcome to the next level marketing they yeah. had with that like, guy who's like screaming at like a high pace and they're showing everything yeah. uh, at like a super speed like you're in a car. Um, they, This is real. I had to ask the author on Twitter. I was like, is, is what I'm about to read to you yeah. real? And he yeah. said yes because this was these were other pitches given okay. to Sega. So somebody came to Sega and was like, we have our own lingo that you're going to give to your gamers and that will make them feel like they're an exclusive club because oh they'll gosh. have their own language yeah you ready for this yeah this is this is vid speak okay all right gearlets the vid speak word for gamers okay also known as game gamelets okay gamies woos woosies vidiots speaklets bossaroos and cluelets huh hold on hedgy wedgy that means anything pertaining to sonic the hedgehog yeah or a fan of yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, I'm also, also a cute little way Sonic has of stamping his foot when he can't believe you're slow and stupid. Yeah. Hedgy wedgy. Hedgy wedgy. Whammy jammy. The oh, way yeah. you feel when you're playing a good game. Yeah, I got a major uh, case of the whammy jammies. Gobbledygook. Running wild. Running fast. Yeah. Running all over the place That's without real. time to say hasta la vista, baby. Mm-hmm. So they fit in a hasta la vista with a gobbly. Good for them. De goop. Mobile mover with wings. What, what do you think that is? That's what, that's what gamers call the Game Gear. 
which oh, you love. It's yeah. a mobile mover with wings, man. Man, I loved that game, Gear. Master Blaster. Six batteries, lasts you 25 minutes. What you do when you start playing the Sega Master Module. You're a Master Blaster. And then I was Brahms. I was drunk with power. I was mad with passion. Wow. Somebody came to a company to pitch those ideas. That's That makes no sense. And Sega said no, obviously. Good for them. But good for them it's crazy i feel like nintendo uh-huh you like sega is just a a, a mistake after a mistake uh-huh. you got 32x which yeah. is and the saturn to genesis at the same time then you had saturn and yeah. cd like back to back yeah and then that's dreamcast the yeah. where there's no games yeah. and then sega just fell down a well yeah i feel like for nintendo all, <coughs> yeah. all you can do is be like virtual boy right that's it well it it talks a lot about how nintendo uh they they went behind Sony's back mm. because Sony was going to make them fresh. Sony was going to work with Nintendo to do CD technology yeah. for their next Nintendo. And they were weapon. like, no thanks, I'm jammy yeah. whammies. And <laughs> not only did they say no, they didn't tell Sony no until a press conference where they announced Philips was going to be joining them. And yeah. Sony was like there waiting to hear their name announced, and it wasn't. <laughs> and Sony was so mad, and they were going to work with Sega, but Sega of japan said no thank you so then sony's like fine we'll make a playstation we'll own the market forever after yeah. this um wow nintendo kind of got back because of donkey kong country right. it sold seven million units pretty good do you know how that got made this is the last story i'm going to share about console wars okay. the guy the guy uh a guy who was over in america mm-hmm. working for nintendo of america wanted to make a great game was trying to convince uh nintendo of japan that he could make a great game and they were like no uh only a good game can come out of japan and he was like so he came up with all these reasons why you can make a good game anywhere and he's like i don't think so he's like sir how many bad commercials do you make a year and the president was like uh a lot why he's like how much do those bad commercials cost and the president's like about three million he's like why don't you give me three million dollars to make a game and then you're saved one bad commercial and the guy laughed and gave him three million dollars to make donkey kong country nice yeah that's pretty good so yeah, it, it's it's really it's great, and the book is told like I think I said this last week. It's not told like a nonfiction book. It's a lot of the conversations are like, it's it's prose. It's told in prose, um, but it's interesting. Okay. So a lot of it is probably you know I often don't like that with yeah. nonfiction. That's I didn't pick this book up years ago because of that, but everybody's been talking about it since about it being one of the best yeah, books on I video games so there's a there's a pretty good mccartney well i mean a well-reviewed yeah. mccartney biography yeah. but it's written like a novel and the, i just don't the dialogue like it. is where it comes in yeah it harder to swallow yeah uh, because I, you're like well, not that's a not style that I'm um but he throws in enough like it's just the dialogue that i usually have that problem but anyways okay. so that's good yeah uh, now, I'm gonna have to write down cue cards with all of those uh, Sega speak because I wanna. Oh my I wanna gosh, try to get that's that. terrible. I wanna try to get that going. Um, and all right, so we have that in our library, and I just right. start. That was a long bookmark on sure just was. that, but I had sure a, was. I'm, I'm very excited about this book. Uh, but I just started Killers of the Flower Moon: The Osage oh, yes. Murders and the Birth of the FBI by yes. David Gran. It's about uh, we've that talked about a, this. That was a nonfiction bestseller. It probably still is for I mean, a long, for... long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's about um, the. Uh, the Osage County uh, Native Americans who owned land that had tons of oil and how mm. they were being murdered and how uh, no one was looking into it and how the FBI had to get things together. Wow. It's interesting. Um, I, I wanted to read this because I liked Mindhunter recently on Netflix, mm-hmm. which is about serial killer and the birth of profiling. But That's it's based on a book too. I mean, yeah. Um, it's interesting to read, watch something like that and also read this because, like, we just have so much stuff in our lexicon and in our minds already about, like, criminal profiling right. and about how you uh, 
you examine a crime scene and stuff and it just wasn't there mm. even like in 1920 like people were like not dusting for fingerprints or right. anything and it's just kind of it's weird it's weird to think about how like maybe not so long ago that was and how recent some of this stuff is like yeah. our understanding of crime mm-hmm. yeah that's all no that is interesting so when they're like oh yeah we we didn't look for the bullet it's like what yeah you wouldn't look for the bullet yeah. so yeah well i think that's i mean that it's funny how modern some of that stuff is too like yeah. my wife and i love columbo and we watched a couple <laughs> sometimes where it's like they'll do things and it was yeah. like well obviously that's gonna be the thing yeah. like they're dragging bodies around and yeah. it's like you can't do that yeah it's crazy to think how anyone was ever caught ever yeah. before all this stuff. Like John Mulaney has yeah. a bit about that where the the cop's like, oh, there's a bunch of blood on the floor. And the cop's like, gross, mop it up. And then he's like, now about my hunch. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy to think like, how did you, you must've been like, had to be the worst criminal to get caught back yeah. then. I did it. Yeah, I know. It was and me. So. Here's a photograph. Yeah. Wow. Is that it for you? Yeah. Okay. Sometimes if like a laundry machine at the laundromat that yeah. I was using doesn't work, I look and I'm like, I'm going to get caught for this. Yeah. Everybody's going to bl- I'm on camera. Yep. My fingerprints are all over this yeah. laundry machine. I couldn't get away with a broken laundry machine. You're in a lot of trouble. Let alone murder. You're in a lot of trouble. So, what? No. Well, now you've just admitted it that you broke a laundry machine. Oh my gosh. No. I don't think they usually call them laundry machines. Anyway, <laughs> it's not really. Oh, that gave me away. That's not really what kind of point. sick freak would I, call it a laundry machine? No idea. No idea. Well, I work the election. Oh my gosh! Yes, sorry nice, I took so much time nice talking about console day. wars. No, that's I forgot okay. We're Actually, have this list. No, I didn't really like pound through as much as I thought I would. Oh, uh, I read Revelation. Traitor wins. Uh huh. Was it that Star Trek book? Oh, okay. Decent. Traitor wins or traitor? Traitor. Oh, hey, Star Trek went into its mid-season uh, hiatus. Hiatus. Wow. So you have time to catch up. Maybe it'll become good in the interim. <laughs> no, I doubt it. Um, I read the Unworthy Thor. Volume one. Volume one. Yes. Is that a volume? I think that's Sorry just its that. own thing, right? Uh, I don't know. Oh, it seemed like a mini series, like a one and done, but yeah. maybe not. Technically, he's not Thor at the moment. Yeah, pretty good though. Okay, that was pretty good. Prepped me a little, I think, for the movie. I'd never read some of those characters, like the Collector and whoever the heck Kate Blanchett's playing. So Hella, you know, sure, yeah, she's in lots of stuff. Okay, well, they were in that. Thor had short hair, didn't have a hammer. Oh, hey, so, like in the movie, like in the movie. So that's pretty good. That's in our new collection. I read a J graphic novel from Eric's Neck of the Woods, Batman, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, yeah. and it was it was fun. Nice. Are you going to talk about how you, about the art? Yeah. The first one, the first bit is from like the classic Batman animated series era. And then there's an epilogue yeah. set in the new adventures with Nightwing and the mullet. Yes. Awesome. So that's pretty cool. So anyway, yes, your question here. I was flipping <laughs> through the back looking at variant covers and mm-hmm. one of them was like, by Chad Thomas. And I was like, I know a Chad Thomas who was an illustrator. Mm-hmm. And so I looked it up and it's definitely him. Wow. An, old, an old friend of mine from like high school theater days. That's we were crazy. in a couple shows together. Yeah. Uh, I went to prom with his sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. But so I just like sent him a note on, on Twitter and was like, I just read this. It's you. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. I guess he's like the main illustrator for the the, the primary Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series. Oh, nice. Over there. This was him. just a variant what cover. A so he didn't do the whole books, but he does like the new yeah. adventures and both of those series that we have. So the Ninja Turtles are about to appear in Injustice Two. I know, I saw game. that. So hasn't Injustice Two been out forever? Yeah, but people with the internet are able to download new ah, content as it's released. Okay. <laughs> sure, I've heard of that. I've heard of that. So anyway, shout outs to my old pal Chad Thomas. Yeah. Keep up the good work, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm currently reading Batgirl, Stephanie Brown, Volume 1. Okay. They're re-releasing all the Stephanie Brown stuff in like two big volumes. I've read that. Oh, have you? Yeah. 
Oh, well, I'm really liking it. Okay. This was so, before uh, the New 52. Yeah. Then I did the, read that The stuff. Golden Age. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I'm also currently reading for book club Eileen. The ending might make you cry. It's a very emotional Don't, ending. Why would you? I hate when people do that. Hmm. I hate, hate, hate when people do that. Sorry. Now I'll be like prepping for it. Maybe it won't make you It'll cry. Come, I'll be like, oh, yep, there it is. There's the emotional part. Hmm. Have you learned nothing? Sorry. In our time together. Jeez. Anyway. Sorry, it made me emotional, and I almost cried. And I don't even know that much about Stephanie Brown as Batgirl. Yeah. Just what I read. What are you going to do? So, Eileen by Otessa Moshfe, and this is a pretty good book. Mm-hmm. This is about a girl who's kind of a mess, and I think the big, like, mm-hmm. turn I haven't gotten to yet, but I'm still enjoying it. Here's the funny thing, though. You know, you'll recall Joyce Carol Oates, our, our close personal friend, Joyce Carol Oates. Joyce Carol Oates, the musician? The author. The author? Mm, okay. Anyway, um, be- when she was coming... Uh-huh. We read a lot of books in the book club. By her, yes. And I put Jack of Spades on, Jack you know, Spades. for what we just did. And uh, everybody's kind of like, no more Joyce Carol Oates. Right. The book club doesn't really like Joyce Carol Oates like yeah. I do. So this book could not read more like a Joyce Carol Oates if it wanted to. Ooh. I mean, it's so, it feels like a vintage, like forgotten Joyce Carol Oates mm-hmm. in a good way. Right. But I'm not, maybe the book club won't pick it up. I'm not going <laughs> to say it. We'll see if anybody's like, wait a minute. Okay. But it is cool. Alex was a finalist for Man Booker last year or something. But Man Booker. Yeah. So it's pretty good. I'm actually really enjoying this one. I have yet to pick up Still Life, which is our Page Turner book club book. Okay. So I'm doing that. Yeah. But anyway, that's it for me. Oh, and I also picked up a Blackbird Singing, Poems and Lyrics uh, mm. by Paul McCartney. So uh, it's a yeah. mix of like classic song lyrics and, and you just original poetry. a Lee Child's book. I know. I was inspired by our podcast. Nice. We were in Target, and there was Midnight Lion, and I was like, I haven't read Jack Reacher in a while. That's the newest one. Yeah, so you I picked re- it up. You didn't read anything recently for the podcast? I guess you had read enough. I read the short stories. Oh, right. I read short stories recently, All but right. no, I it had been pretty longer than I thought on the last couple of years. Yeah. Like it was probably 2014 when I read mm-hmm. a full Jack Reacher novel. I've seen the movies since then, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'm planning to read Midnight, Midnight Line. Alexander McCall Smith just put in a new one mm. of the number one ladies detective agency. So right. I've got that on my desk here. I'm going to read through that. Okay. So I've got a list. For but. our spotlight on Lee Child and his creation, Jack Reacher. Yeah. That's episode 116. Take a look. Yeah. With my little brother, Steve. I think he talked more on that one. Hmm. More than a More than he has in the past. I might give it up to the... Uh, James Patterson. Yes. Yeah, I think Maybe. you're right. Yeah. That's probably, that probably holds the key. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, Steve. <laughs> anyway, let's talk book news. Hey, what was that hilarious game we played like a few weeks ago? Remember I, that game? No. We had a, is this an author or is it, a, I can't remember. Okay. It was a really funny bit. Wow. Just, well, I'm glad you brought it up without any <laughs> follow through. Yeah. It's really good. Okay. Uh, book news. And, you know, as a reminder on book news, uh-huh. Goodreads Choice Awards are up. Yeah, so you can be a part of it. Just Me? go to yeah, Goodreads.com, yeah. vote for your favorites, and then mm-hmm. when they're announced, we're going to cover all those. But this is a good. It's like the, the flower only real... is on that list. Is it? I bet yeah. it is. This is this is one of the few. It's like the People's Choice Awards. It is. Yes. You know? it's so the MTV it's... Movie Awards yeah. of books. Online. So if you're <laughs> if you've read some of those books, I would encourage you to vote. Yeah. I'm planning to. Did you ever vote for the MTV Movie Awards? No. Even Best Kiss? No. I think I may have voted the year Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I was just going to say yeah. Spider-Man, Mary Jane. Yeah. yeah. Classic. I classic. think I voted for that one. All right. I think they went up against Natalie Portman and uh, Hayden Christensen in Attack oh of the gosh, Clones. Really? Yeah. Hayden Christensen is not the best anything, except for maybe the best way to kill a movie. Nope. The award goes to Jake Lloyd. Congratulations, Jake. Can you Can he have his award in prison, or how does that work? Jake Lloyd's in prison? 
Is he not? He's a child actor, I just assumed. Oh, geez. No, I th- he just hates Star Wars. Oh, okay. Probably because of bits like this. Well, to be fair, <laughs> I hate the Star Wars he was in, so maybe yeah. he feels the same way. Yeah, the Star Wars he was in wasn't great. No. What about Jingle All the Way? Was he in Jingle All the Way? He was the kid. Classic. Yeah. Sinbad? Okay. At, his, at his finest? Mm. What's your favorite Sinbad movie? House Guest? I gotta, I gotta give it to First Kid. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. None of these are actually good movies, apparently. No, no, no. Sonny <laughs> Bono's in First Kid. Uh, but what? that's neither here nor there. Okay. I'm going to tell you about some new books coming out. So these are advanced notices. Yeah. Are you ready? Yes. I'm going to tell you large print first. Did you watch the show Wayward Pines with Matt Dillon? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, let me elaborate. That's no, okay. I didn't. That's based on a trilogy of novels by ah. Blake Crouch, and we're getting them in large print now. So if you are a fan of that series and mm-hmm. want to go back, uh, we have the standard print ones, but now large print fans rejoice because we're going to have rejoice. it. Rejoice. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, standard print from uh-huh. old stalwart Danielle Steele. That was a weird way to say stalwart. Thank you. She's back better than ever. For number one New York Times bestselling author Danielle Steele comes the gripping story of a woman who loses everything. Her husband, her home, her sense of self and safety, and her freedom. Oh, no. Yeah. But she's, she's in prison. Listen, she's determined to forge a new life that okay. she can be proud of. So right. if, you're, if you're a fan of Danielle Steele mm-hmm. and you just finished her previous book 15 minutes ago, yes. good news. Good news. She also just finished that yeah. book and has since finished a new one. Yeah. So... Rinse and repeat, Daniel okay. Steele. The God Gene by F. Paul Wilson. Mm-hmm. The Ice Sequence, number two. Are you are you familiar with F. Paul Wilson? With God Genes? No. Uh, I look great in them. No. This is about a prominent zoologist, so I thought maybe you'd be uh, aware. No, but. but he's a sci-fi writer. Right. Uh, I, I haven't picked up anything by his. Doesn't, didn't he write? Uh, no, he didn't. That's a Klein. Never mind. Okay. Well, Panacea was the last one, and that one did pretty well. Okay. And this is a sequel to Panacea. Right. So, The thing about God Jeans is they make it look like I have more of a butt than I've got. Oh, boy. And that's that, but in like in a good way. That would be a feat. Yeah. Rick Hayden <laughs> and Laura Fanning of Panacea return in this next Divine thriller by F. Paul Wilson and come across another impossible medical scenario. Uh-huh. The gene that makes us human. Mm-hmm. Or does it? Right. So if you want to find out if it yeah. does or does not, you can yeah. read The God Gene yeah. coming your way in, what do I want to say, January, yeah. January 2018. So not don't think you're going to get this for someone for Christmas because you're not. Okay. Because it's coming out in January. Right. So strike it off the old Christmas list. I've given books for Christmas yeah. to varied results. Yeah. And the results have not made me want to give more books yeah. during Christmas. It I always, understand. It's, it seems like they're the worst things to give people on Christmas, which is frustrating. I always want books. Yeah. I've given them out and I've given like varied amount of, you know, yeah. different types of books to s- similar people and just like, like, great. And then like years later, they still hadn't read it. Well, I think I've read the, all the books you've given me. Disclosure. Yeah. Not disclosure. <gasps> You're right about that. <laughs> but to be fair, that was a, like, I'm throwing this away. Do you want it? That was not It's Michael gift. Crichton. I know. Who I can't but say that I'm going to meet. That wasn't like dead. a gift. I think I wrote in the cover, this is a gift, you have to read it. You did write that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, Stuart Woods, Unbound. Boy. Wait, I, he just showed up on the New York Times bestsellers list. He's all over the place. He can't. Yeah. He, he's Unbound. That's true. Once he, you unbind hey, a Stuart Woods. Do you remember the the uh, movie Superman Unbound? Terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Hopefully Stone Barrington Unbound is a little better. Probably going to be more sexual, if we're being honest. Okay. These books get a little... A little bit more than the Superman A little story. saucy. Yeah. Stone Barrington is pulled along for the... 
for the ride when a friend pursues a perilous <laughs> course of vengeance in the newest novel from number one New York Times bestselling author Stewie Woods. Unbound. Stuart Woods Unbound. Yeah. Hey, and control yourself, it. Stuart Woods. No way. No, he can't be bound. Don't I'm try to unbound. bind him. He will not be bound. <laughs> okay. That's all I got. Yeah. What about you? Uh, what about me? I would you like the to New York know. Times bestsellers list. Tell me. All right, let's start with hardcover nonfiction. I think we should. For adults. Yeah. Hey, number 15 on this list for nonfiction is Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. Texas Ranger? Uh, so he's a neuroscientist using recent scientific discoveries to explain the functions of sleeping and dreaming. Uh, I think I figured out why we sleep. Why? Uh, it's not funny. I'm just going to say because we get tired. But okay. like, it seems like, why do you have to answer that question? Oh. Just, okay. Why do you sleep? I need it. Yeah. Boom. I have it lately, book. though, because I have a toddler. Um, oh, so. yeah. Yeah. Hey, I think this is the first time you refer to him as a toddler and not a baby. Yeah. He's a toddler. Yeah. He's in preschool. Yeah. He's not a baby. No, I know, but you you always say like I have a baby, so I can't sleep. Oh, that's but true. But he's a toddler. Yeah, he's a big boy. So <laughs> I didn't. Well, he's he's upgraded even faster than I thought. Yeah, he's listening. <laughs> what did you say about me, Dad? Uh, all right, so number ten on this nonfiction list. What does this button do? By Bruce Dickerson. Well, that's an intriguing title. Yeah. Uh, the lead. What s- does it do? The lead singer of Iron Maiden discusses his time as a competitive fencer, airline pirate, and cancer survivor. Not once in there does it say he's going to talk about being an Iron Maiden. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Maybe you'll find it. The, what? <laughs> Maybe he'll why, find what? Why he's going to... Oh, okay. Yeah. Number nine, Astrophysics for People in a Hurry by Neil deGrasse Tyson. This has been here for 27 weeks. Yeah. Uh, I might actually want to read that. You might. I'm not super smart, uh, and I'm not... And I have a hard time understanding that kind of science. You do? So... Well, astrophysics, physics, yes. I can't understand physics. There's too much math involved. I understand. So um, I can. I know the difference between the unstoppable juggernaut and the immovable blob yeah. from the X-Men. Right. But that's that's about where my physics mm-hmm. end. So. Yep. Uh, <laughs> number eight. Nothing we, can stop the juggernaut? The bl- nothing can stop the juggernaut. Yeah. Yeah. What's the blob say? He's immovable. He doesn't really. He's usually like he's eating like, a. Blah. Yeah. Usually, well, usually he'd be fighting the X Men, and they'll, the yeah. artist will draw him holding like a big tub of ice cream. He's yeah, like, he likes... I get it. His mutant power is that he's big, but yeah. that doesn't mean he's a glutton. Well, he's got a carbo load. <laughs> he needs. Yeah. His blood sugar drops like that. Yeah. Looks like uh, we got two new entries in the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Yeah. Ben and Jerry. Yeah, am I right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so all the books does not state that. Ben and Jerry would actually be part of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. No, I don't think they Nor would. Nor that be. people... They do their best. Yeah. Standing up for mutant rights are necessarily trade. evil mutants. You know? Yeah. All right. So, okay. Number eight. We Were Eight Years in Power by... Oh, boy. Uh, Ta... Nahisi. Ta Nahisi Coates. Mm. <laughs> A series of you, essays... You may know him from Black Panther fame. He writes that Black Panther series. The Nation Under Our Feet, the new one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. A series of essays that cover each year of the Obama administration and the writer's own journey. Uh, number eight, What Happened by Hillary Rodham Clinton. You lost. Yeah. Bernie Sanders is probably in there somewhere. Pretty pretty obvious strategic blunders. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. I'm just, you know. Yeah. Nick Nick has some words to, to share. Yeah. Uh, number seven. Oh, wait. No. Number six, which has been here for seven weeks. I, I didn't want her to lose. I want to make that clear. Killing England by Bill O'Reilly and Martin Dugard. I wanted her to win. Major, England's not dead. Major events and battles during the Revolutionary War are told from several perspectives. Huh. 
Remember when there was a killing Reagan? I'm yeah. Yeah. He made it. Yeah. He made it. Okay. I liked the movie with Tim Matheson. Killing Reagan? I mean, there are other people who have been assassinated. Right. So number one, I'm yeah. not really sure why we're praising yeah. Bill O'Reilly. Killing Caesar. First of all. Yeah. Let me just say that. I don't know why we're still like holding up Bill Riley. But second, like Amish cover the other list, famous man. assassinations. Yeah. You know? Yeah. William McKinley. Caesar. For example. Caesar. Yeah. Yeah. So that's oh. all. Uh, number five, Grant by Ron Chernow. Now, this yeah, is actually becoming a, a musical as well. Slow to the now. table. Uh, slow to the table? Well, there was last year, there was a huge, like, well-received, highly well, regarded he... Grant biography. Oh, right. But he's Ron Chernow. Yeah, he is. So, a biography of Union General of the Civil War and two-term president. I always forget that he was a president, too. Yeah, so does he. Oh. oh. <laughs> Number four, Sisters First by Jenna Bush Hager and Barbara Pierce Bush. The Bush twins. Yeah. Uh, how the twin daughters of former President George W. Bush grew up in the public eye. Boy, who is that for? Who's going to... I mean, obviously, it's a bestseller. Somebody's buying it. It's been here for two weeks. I think Barbara Bush bought... Like, <laughs> <laughs> Give me half your stock. She had to buy one, two copies to get them each to sign. Yeah, for one. Oh, for and then each. probably yeah. another two copies to get them... Yeah. Sign for well, you can't you can't even come within a square mile of the George W. Bush Presidential Library without getting a copy of this book. Yeah. <laughs> Number three, two weeks on the list: Andrew Jackson and the Miracle of New Orleans wow. by Brian Kamid and Don Yeager. Major General Jackson takes on the British in Louisiana. Isn't he the one who created the Trail of Tears? Sure is. I people sure like talking about the things he did right. Yeah. When that's, that's a pretty bad a one. Big yeah. thing. Yep. So my brother, he, he often stated that Andrew Jackson was his favorite president. Yeah. Because of like the banking yeah. he did because of how he stopped banking banks from becoming yeah. super in charge and everything. But I'm always like, but he also, yeah. Well, the current president also idolizes Andrew Jackson, which makes perfect Number sense. Number two, Bobby Kennedy. This is Ooh, we're not doing the you Nick to shut up. We're, we're not okay. doing the nonfiction list next week. All right, it's, sorry, it's getting too heated. Sorry, we, we've lost multiple people to my talk about Sega versus Nintendo, yeah. and now we've lost them for our, your political stances. Sorry. Number two, Bobby Kennedy. Sorry, oh my sorry. word! Yes, <laughs> by Chris Matthews. Oh, I love Bobby Kennedy. The oh, new- Chris Matthews though. Who is he? Oh, he's like a. I think he's was he on CNN like Hardball with Chris Matthews. Oh, so he's a butt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think so. Uh, I actually tried to read the JFK biography uh-huh. that Chris Matthews wrote, uh-huh. and it just wasn't very good. Like yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't like scholarly enough. Uh-huh. Was and it in like, all caps? No, but he also like doesn't really have any like connection to it, so it's not like a familiar novel. It just was this mm. weird like. Why are you writing this? Yeah. You know, like I have Wikipedia. I don't need you to. Right. So I assume this one about Bobby's going to be the same way. The New York Senator's journey from his formative years to his tragic run for president. Wasn't yeah. he assassinated? Yes, he was. Okay. So yeah. he didn't make it to president, I guess then. No, he didn't. No, no he didn't. Instead, we got Richard Nixon. So oh. great. It was a real great turn of events. Man. Kind of the turning point for America. Yeah, America's I been would having say. a rough run for that the was past a rough, 50 yeah. years. That was a 68. It was a tough year. Yeah. Fun fun fact, uh-huh. aside from assassination, Bobby Kennedy was here in at, this library. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Before he was assassinated, I would when assume. He, yeah, when he was like, you know, he was a senator from New York. Okay. He, he did a thing here down in the auditorium in the 60s. Oh. So. Okay. A little bit of a local connection there. Was, uh, are they going to turn that into a movie? I hope so. Bobby Kennedy visits I'm, the David A. Halpern Library. I'm calling Emilio Estevez about a sequel, so. Wasn't there just a movie with, uh, like, Elijah Wood and maybe Natalie Portman? And- oh, 
Yeah, it's not Natalie Portman. It's Lindsay Lohan. But oh, um, oh that's right. actually a great movie. What is that called? Bobby. Bobby. Yeah, by Emilio Estes. But that's oh, Bobby. very old. Oh, okay. I mean, that, it's at least 10 years. No, I, I remember it being more recent than that. Okay. Listen, I don't want to get into it. All right. Uh, number one. This is also very political, so stay calm, Nick. I'll do it. Leonardo da Vinci by Walter Isaacson. Oh, you know what? This is uh, <laughs> I've had people asking about this book. Like, do you have that new da Vinci biography? Yeah. A biography of the Italian Renaissance polymath, which connects his work in various dis- disciplines. Hey, man. Mm-hmm. Bad news. Bobby came out in 2006, so it was 11 years ago. Oh, my gosh. So hey, old. let me ask you a question on air. Okay. Do you want to come over and watch Bobby with me? It's uh, so good. Is it good? Yeah, it's so good. Isn't it about his assassination? Well, yes and no. It's about, you know, when Bobby Kennedy was assassinated, he's in the Ambassador Hotel. Mm-hmm. They change the routes at the last minute. He exits right. through the kitchen. Right. Sir Han, Sir Han shoots, 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 shoots. And a lot of people get shot. Right. And so the movie is sort of about, you know, you're seeing all the different snapshots of these different people. Right. And then they're they're the victims you don't uh-huh. know which of the of the couples or the groups are going right. to be the victims but it's all fictionalized it's not really based on like, oh, okay. real people hmm. but it was the last thing like they were tearing down the ambassador hotel and emilio estevez was like i'm a mighty duck you have to wait right so they did wait he's, so he was actually he's not able a mighty to... duck he's the coach okay well i guess he's an honorary duck he's an honorary duck so. yeah yeah <laughs> but anyway they held off construction so that they could shoot some scenes in the ambassador hotel which is gone now so mm-hmm. it's a great movie if you haven't seen it you should watch it okay Whew. Uh, number 10 on the... Okay, so we've moved over to the New York Times bestsellers list for hardcover fiction. Yeah. For adults. Okay. Uh, young adult is the same as last week, so my computer seems to be moving very slow. Thanks for the update. No problem. Uh, maybe that's the problem. Maybe it's updating. Number 10, In the Midst of Winter by Isabel Alandi. The lives of a university professor, an undocumented worker, and a Chilean uh, academic intersect after a car accident during the snowstorm in brooklyn oh do you ever have any of these moments in your lives where you're like a library director a kmart employee and a snowplow driver lives will be forever changed has that ever happened to you no really no but this this actually reminds me do you think that the mask of zorro would hold up (laughs) to this day the first one yeah yes what about the second one i've never seen it oh the first one's great first one's is it? Yes. Because, see, I showed my brother and sister who are visiting uh, Entrapment with uh-huh. Catherine Zeta-Jones, made right around the same time. Yeah. That was, like, my favorite movie I wonder why. <laughs> but we watched it again, and I was like, this is so boring. Oh. And so long. No. And not good. Uh, Mask of Zorro was directed by Martin Campbell, director of GoldenEye and Casino Royale. Mm. And uh, Green Lantern. You Don't, always you always you, forget. You always remember. Ryan Reynolds, Green Lantern. Um, so, anyway. Yes, I think the Mask of Zorro would hold up. I was Zorro twice for Halloween oh. because of that movie. Have you... Also, have, we didn't have tons of money for Halloween costumes. Yeah. <laughs> have you read Isabella Lende's Zorro novel? No. Oh, it's supposed to be really good. Yeah. I only want my Zorro movies to have Antonio Banderas. It's a book. I know. Okay. I guess I could read it as Antonio Banderas. I think I would. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't read it as Chris Kattan's Antonio Banderas. Hey, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Are do we going to get to the end of this list? Do you want to read Isabella Lende's Zorro together as a book club and then talk about it? maybe why why are we bringing up her specifically she like i mean what what you brought it up you i didn't bring up zorro you brought up isabel lede yeah because of this but like why why that book and not like a different zorro book are there other zorro books 
This is very confusing. I brought it up because you're talking about Isabella Linde, and I want to read her Zorro book. Oh, you haven't read it? No. I thought you had. No. <laughs> so let's read it. Okay. I'm going to have to listen back to see how this conversation got derailed. Okay. So <laughs> maybe Zorro was like, hey, this." I, I was trying to do a thing about how yeah. like rail company is coming in and going to destroy a town, and yeah. Zorro has to protect them. Yeah. If Zorro was here, we'd see a lot of Zs, not because he's swashbuckling, <laughs> because he's bored by where this has gone. <laughs> Number nine, Manhattan Beach by Jennifer Egan. Number eight, A Column of Fire by Ken Folliott. I like how you always add an I in there. It's just Ken Follett. Ken Follett. Yep. Oh, yeah. I do add an I. I know. Number seven. Have you read Ken Follett's uh, Zorro book? <laughs> no. That's Have not I? a real thing. Is it good? That isn't a real thing. Okay. No. Have you ever watched like the Zorro serials from the past? Like, no, but my wife loves the uh, Duncan Rengar uh, like Family Channel Zorro series. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, how does she feel about Mask of Zorro? I should probably never seen it. Look, I will always be down to watch Mask Let's of Zorro. Let's do it. It's a great. Let's do it. It's a great movie. Zorro Spotlight. I like when uh, Anthony Hopkins is yeah. like, "Do you even know how to use that thing?" And he's looking at the sword, and Antonio Banderas is like, "Yeah, the pointy end into the other guy." Yeah, and you're like, ha, ha, ha. "He's charming because he's a rogue." Yeah, he is a rogue. Uh, number six. Oh, number six and number five are tied. So number six is Deep real, Freeze, a real horse race by John Sanford. Mm-hmm. Number five is Uncommon Type by Tom Hanks. Oh, I get it now. Yeah. Because as a typewriter. Yeah. Type. As I mentioned in past episodes, yeah. he's a typewriter enthusiast. Right, but I get the title. Hey, can I tell you another random Stop fact? shaking the table so Sorry. much. What's wrong with you? Uh, my brother and I watched the best of Tom Hanks' Saturday Night Live. That should be pretty good. Yesterday. It was pretty good. Yeah. It was mostly old stuff, but... Oh, Sibilance. Yeah. Sibilance. You didn't have to... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, number four, Twin Peaks, The Final Dossier. Nah. No, up, up, updated profiles on the residents of Twin Peaks are no assembled thanks. by a special agent. I've been I read somewhere that this actually brings closure to like everything. So if you're a fan of Twin Peaks, oh yeah, so that's a good public service announcement right there. Yeah. Also, uh, make sure all candles are out before you leave the house. That's great. Yeah, yeah that's really good. That's important. Yep. Uh, number three. I'm always afraid that if I have a candle on the coffee table, my Big fluffy golden retriever is gonna catch on fire. Yeah. Like her tail's just gonna go into yeah. it, and she's gonna. She moves so slowly, you'd be fine. Yeah. You'd be able to. Douse oh man, her. she was trying to get out of uh, the side room I was hanging out in, and she had to back up. Yeah. But I had some laundry baskets in the way and a yeah. chair, and she just like she backed up, and then she didn't know what else to do. <laughs> it was it was great. Uh, number three, Origin by Dan. If you move this table I'm, one more I'm time, sorry, I'm, I'm gonna sorry. walk off air. I'm very thirsty. Can I walk? Why does? I'm just getting antsy because I'm, I'm parched. Is there water in there? No, I'm fine. You always have bottled water here. I don't have it now. It's not a point. Just you, stop it. Just go get some water and I'll vamp. No. With the rest of this list. I've heard you vamp before. Nobody needs that. Mm. Number three. Or you don't think I can be vampy? No. Okay. Well, I've always relied on the kindness of strangers. Okay. That was pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> Origin by Dan Brown. Uh, now, you haven't read this yet, Nick? No, Nick? <laughs> Nick? Where'd you go, Nick? No, I haven't oh, read right. it. Oh, right. You are away. Okay. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> Number two, Two Kinds of Truth by Michael Connolly. Now there's the... Tr- hey, one kind's always been good enough for me. Yeah? Well, there's a second kind now. Yeah. With nuts. Truth with nuts, <laughs> you think? <laughs> While he investigates the murder of two pharmacists, an old case comes back to haunt... Do you know who he haunts? Harry Bosch. Harry Bosch. Yeah. So, that's a gross name. <laughs> He's named after the painter, Hieronymus Bosch. Oh. That's all. Okay. Well, I didn't know that. I'm uncultured. There you go. I guess I'll have to read that Leonardo da Vinci book. I think you'll have to. Number one. Do you know what it is? Um, Grisham? Yes. The Rooster Bar. Yes. John Grisham. Three students in a sleazy for-profit law school hope to expose the student loan banker who runs it. No Midnight Line? No Jack Reacher? No. Well, uh, 
No, not yet. Huh. It'll probably be here next week. Yeah. Interesting. So Okay. Yeah. Well, that's it, man. That's what I got for the list. Oh, well, it's pretty good. Yeah, thanks. I worked really hard to make that list together. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. So where, where do we land? Are we going to watch Zorro and then read the book and then talk about it? I want you to commit on, on Mike, so you have to do it. Uh, how long's the book? Oh, I, I shouldn't yeah. tell you. <laughs> I, I'm committed to watching the Mark of Zorro. Okay. Mask of Zorro. All right. No, you said Mark of Zorro. We no, have to watch them both. We no. have to watch both. All right. The second one's supposed to be so bad. They have a kid. Well, spoiler alert. Well, I guess. 390 pages. You can do it. Oh, my gosh. That's so much to don't read be a Zorro baby. book. All right. Well, if you don't want to read Isabel Lende's Zorro, maybe she shouldn't be on your list of people that you want to meet. That's true. So let's talk. We're going to discuss right now uh-huh. some of the authors that we would enjoy meeting in person. Yes, in person. Whether they're here or abroad where I, I like to imagine that i have enough time to tell them everything i want to hear wow like i don't want to just be like in a line get my book signed and be gone okay yeah. i have to be able to say listen and they have to be able to have time to listen yeah so. i need i just up front i think it would be helpful for me and our listeners uh-huh. if you could just promise that you're not gonna kidnap k applegate Can i'm you not just... kidnapping anybody okay All i right. just so that's and a that's commitment. A, that might be a spoiler warning. That's a harsh commitment. Yes, I'm not going to kidnap okay. an author. Okay. Though that would be pretty good material for a future book. Yeah, or a past book called Misery by Stephen King, who coincidentally is one of my choices. Uh, okay, so Nick's starting. No, I'm not. Go ahead. Oh, uh, are we rules? They have to be alive. Yes. So I can't meet Michael Crichton. And I can't meet Robert Parker or Jack Finney. Yeah, because they're gone. I would choose Jack Finney. I better make sure some people are still alive then. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> this just in. Oh, no. H. Ryder Haggard, dead. Ooh. Yeah. It was like 1924. Uh-huh. But yeah, has, Hugh Jackman hasn't written a book, right? Hugh Jackman? Yeah. No, I don't think so. So I can't include no. him there. No. He wrote the book on charisma, though. Am I right? <laughs> Is that tr- that's true. <laughs> yes. All right. What's your first choice? I just... I just okay. Who do you want to meet? Uh, Neil Gaiman. Ah. Is on my list. Okay. Fun fact, Uh I talked to his agent a few times trying to see if we could work something out. He is expensive. He's a pricey guy. I wouldn't want to talk about that. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. No, you're right. He is pricey. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Neil Gaiman is on my list of authors I want to meet and talk to about their work and myself. All right. Yeah. So. Why? Thank you. (laughs) That's how it works, Nick. Um, Oh, you think I don't know? (laughs) uh, I want to, one, so... I obviously, well, not obviously, but most people can assume safely that I got into his uh, comic book work okay. first before any uh, obviously book stuff. So the first thing I would have ever read of his was Sandman. And that was like a right time, right place in my life for... Isn't that like incredibly dark and heavy? Oh, yeah, man. Okay. But I had I had some stuff going on when I was a teenager. So I think I started reading Sandman when I was like 16 or 17. Okay. And I mean, you know, I've... I had read some, actually, it might have come around when I was starting to read like darker non-X-Men stuff, Mm -hmm. because I had read X-Men comics, I had read Spider-Man comics, but I had watched this documentary, Nick just did the Spider-Man web shooting. Yep, uh, thwip, thwip. Thwip, thwip, yeah. Um, I had watched this documentary because around this time, we had gotten like a Spider-Man movie and a Daredevil movie, but there still wasn't tons of superhero films out. So you could still put, put on a, a documentary on comic book history uh-huh. and it being like this huge big deal, like, Oh, they're going to talk about this. But for me, it was like an eye opening documentary to watch. Okay. It, it was the reason I went out and bought the Daredevil comics. I did why I read dark Knight returns, why I read Watchmen and why I picked up Sandman. Cause 
they were just talking about this stuff and my library had them all and it was it was dark but it was a lot of like emotional stuff in there and there was a, it just kind of it it made me feel like 17 was making more sense okay i guess sandman yeah sandman huh. by neil gaiman um so now do you think mm-hmm. like let's stick with sandman for a yeah. minute do you think that it, that would be your main focus if you sat down with Neil Gaiman? You would talk about like Sandman and what went into Sandman. Yeah, I would. I would have to. I mean, that would be it. I would probably want to talk to him about why I like never. That, that was another important thing. Neverwhere, along with the name of the wind, made me realize there's fantasy. There's modern fantasy that I enjoy. Because for a while, I was like, I don't like fantasy books. I don't want to read fantasy books. And then I read Neverwhere, and I was like, Oh, I do. I do want to read. Okay. Um. But yes, it would focus on Sandman, and then I'd want to talk about like Marvel sixteen oh two and oh sure other other stuff that escaped a fire. Yes, my copy. Yeah, escaped a fire and a Nick loan. Mm-hmm. Um, there's but the, yes, the main focus would be on Sandman, which I'm sure he's sick of talking about at this point. Probably, but even just reading um his new one, the uh, oh, what was it called? Sandman North mythology. Oh no, the new okay, the new Sandman book. I can't remember the title of it. Yeah, um, I know what you mean. I was thinking Requiem, but I don't actually think that's yeah. true. But uh, that and I have Endless Nights. They're just they're just so good. It's just because the stories are about people, and then San, uh, Morpheus, the Sandman, uh-huh. he he interacts with them. Sometimes like he won't even show up in a story until like the end. So like he'll tell a six issue story in these comics, and then Sandman will show up at the very end, and that's how it becomes a Sandman story. Sandman Overture. Thank you. Yes, Overture. I enjoyed. Um, so a lot of those like stories just kind of, it was, it was at a time when, uh, I had just, I had dropped out of high school okay, and was making other like bad decisions. But in terms of like my view of the world was opening up in a lot of ways. And this was a big part of me realizing how much the world was out there. Interesting. And everything. Yeah. He would be an interesting one to talk to. Yeah. I'm not a huge Neil Gaiman fan. I mean, I've, I've read more of his mm-hmm. children's books than other things. Right. But he definitely has a very distinct voice. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I, yeah, I think it's a good choice. Yeah. Thank I think that's a good choice. If you want to hear us go in depth on uh, Neil Gaiman. We did a spotlight. Check out episode 51 of the All the Book Show featuring mm-hmm. our musical muse, Ben Lehman. Yeah. Was our guest that our time. Muse. So. Uh, you can tune into that. Yeah. All right, Neil Gaiman, solid pick. All right, what about you, man? Oh, who's your first? I don't know. Is it, it Stephen King? It was really hard. I mean, Stephen. Yeah. Okay, I'll talk about Stephen King. Okay. Is he on your list? Yeah, he okay. is. He's one of the three. I, I think Stephen King is maybe the only like. I don't know if he would appreciate me calling me a pop writer, but hmm. I think he's the only like pop writer that I have that was sort of in the top. Like, I wouldn't really. Okay. As much as I like Grisham, I don't think I would have like put him up there as someone that I want to read. But okay. I feel like Stephen King. There's just so many like layers. There's so many levels. One thing that I've always really appreciated about Stephen King's writing is the way that he has kind of a unofficial, like sort of a soft universe. You know, where he takes yes. he takes things. I mean, some some are very obvious. You know, uh-huh. like the Dark Tower and direct sequels and stuff. But outside of that, you know, he reuses some settings, and it's not really important to the story. You right. know, I always think about uh, Bag of Bones is one of my favorites, and that's about an author. You know, a famous. Uh, mystery novelist is the protagonist of that right yes and in some of the other books they'll occasionally mention like reading the latest mike noonan book and i just mm-hmm. think that's such a cool connection so i like that he seems to kind of i think in that way he keeps all of his work kind of present 
You know, it's like it's right. all sort of right there, existing together, floating around. That's true. And I think some of the things he does uh, are definitely creepy, like definitely spooky. But um, I think about the like the psychological mm-hmm. aspects of of The Shining, for example. Mm-hmm. And I would just be interested to know like where that comes from and what he's yeah. thinking about. How much cocaine he's still doing, if <laughs> right. any. Right. Right. He he just has a he just has an unusual career. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. That's so. True. Yeah, I would I would like to meet Stephen King. Yeah. And he's he remains so prolific. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't... I guess maybe he's slowed down a little bit. It seems like there are years where you're getting, like, multiple Stephen Kings. Well, he was hit giant. by a van, and now he's, yeah. like, 80 years old. Yeah. The right. Dark Tower movie probably took some wind out of him. <laughs> That's true. He's oh, Lord, please let it be good. <laughs> what so. number episode is that? Do you remember? The Stephen King? Yeah. Oh, it's boy. It's early. It's one yeah. of our very earliest episodes. Shining it, a light on Stephen King, it was called, I know. that uh, Maybe even episode 10, yeah. because it was in October. Yeah. So... Would you want to meet Stephen King? No. Well, I, never... I mean, I guess I would talk to him. It'd be exciting. I'd have more. <laughs> you wouldn't snub him. No, right. I would. I might not have too much to talk to him about. Because mm-hmm. um, what would I? I'd say I like sounds a lot. Yeah, I guess. I guess what's interesting about him too is that like he doesn't seem like a ghoulish, creepy man, you yeah. know. But like that's the kind of stuff that he writes, you yeah. know. So like, where does that? come from mm-hmm. it's episode nine by the way darn episode nine darn. all right spotlight 10 is our Stephen 10 King. favorite books each yep duh yeah, yeah. we do a spotlight on an anniversary episode yeah we gotta start planning our 125 yeah it's coming up so that's important so for neil gaiman your your book if you were going to recommend a book to go to you'd say oh uh, then i guess i wouldn't recommend the sandman okay because some people can't handle some of that uh that's hard because american gods is good but it's weird okay um but it's also a show yeah i guess it's never wear ocean at the end of the lane okay oh my wife loves that Ocean yeah. at the end of the lane yes yeah. this i haven't read it be the, the i think it. for stephen king probably my favorite is bag of bones but i think i would sell tell somebody to start with the shining oh really? it's just such yeah. a it's such a like pop cultural like touchstone yeah you know and even if you're familiar with the movie that means nothing like when mm-hmm. you sit down to actually read the book it's so different so right. i think i would say that okay who else you got is that on the uh audience channel <laughs> yeah no that's mr mercedes oh that's a uh, pierce brosnan yeah okay yeah bag of bones yeah bag of bones pierce brosnan. well yeah. then the second author i need to talk to so that i can tell them about how much they affected me uh is a mrs Catherine applegate Mm. otherwise known to me most i've only just learned that she's Catherine applegate applegate in like the past 10 years uh i'd be calling her k applegate yeah forever right so i don't know what the a stands for. she writes the boxcar children is that right stop no goosebumps no not no not goosebumps sorry that's a that's a rl stein (laughs) yes uh no okay so she wrote the animorph books so that's yeah 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 how have we not done a, a spotlight on her yet we need to i need to read her uh her new Juve Crenshaw and uh, The Wish Tree. Doesn't she have something new like coming out? The Wish Tree. When is that? Just came out. Oh, it's already it did. Out. Oh, yeah, it did we have some out. copies and they're checked oh. out. So, um, also her husband is Michael Grant, who writes the Gone series and other young adult books. Wow, she is prolific. I mean, yes. there's a million Animorph books, but even if you take those yeah. out, Everworld, uh, The Revenants, uh, Remnants, Remnants. Uh-huh. Sorry. Yep. Those other three books. She has one called Making Out. 
the Making Out series. Oh, yeah, I didn't read those. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Roscoe Riley Rules. Yeah. And then quite a few standalones. Yeah. So, yeah. so basically, um, yes. They, they were my, like, but they, I was reading Animorphs long before I was reading comic books. Okay. And into superheroes. So anim, the way I got about comic books was the way I was about Animorphs. Like, I had to have all the books. I had to read them all multiple times. Um, I mean, they were, like, the Animorphs were my heroes mm-hmm. as a kid. Like, all the characters. Like, they, they were the way X-Men became as a place where I wanted to go uh-huh. and escape and be part of a family was the Animorphs for me. And also, I could be a tiger if yeah, I you could. to be. You so sure that would have been great. Um, no problem with that. They, it, it was like my escapism out of school, out of home, out of everything. It was just... I don't think I had that. A, it, I, don't think I, I don't think I connected with like a book series in the way that you connected with... Uh, the Animorphs? The Animorphs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had things I loved when I was that well, age. Well, but... a lot of it's retrospect. Like, I wasn't thinking like, I'm doing this to escape my home and <laughs> uh, hang out with friends that I can trust. Right. Like, that wasn't... But... And they, it was, it always read a little older. I mean, it doesn't, when you go back and like, oh, wow, this is very simple. Mm-hmm. But as a kid, I mean, she doesn't like skimp on the violence. Really? Um, like they're, they're often like close to death in these battles and everything. So that's, that was pretty. Poor little animorphs. But it also, I mean, it just deals with a lot of different stuff. I mean, it has a diverse cast. Uh-huh. Um, it deals with uh, people having, like, they have to choose, uh, you know, sometimes life or death choices uh, in war and everything. So it doesn't like, it doesn't, it doesn't play softball okay. uh, with some of those topics, even though it's a kid series, even though it's a bunch of kids turning into, you know, panda bears. I don't yeah. think they ever turned into a panda bear. Yeah, it was that a weird, seems like a missed a opportunity. weird choice for you to make. Polar bears, yes. Sure. Uh, also, one time they went into the time of dinosaurs. Oh. So <laughs> that was. That's a merging of your perfect world. Uh, yeah. So, um, so I would, I would just. Just have to tell her, like, hey, a lot of moral code was instilled in me because of the Animorphs. Uh, and, I mean, even still, like, I talk about them like they hold up. But I don't yeah. know how well those books hold up now. Like, I don't think I could read them yeah. now. Maybe I could. But... I bet you could. <laughs> I think you could. If anybody could, um, it'd be you. But, like, I still think about, like, man, they were so good. And they were so, like, smart. And, uh, I don't know, left an emotional impact on me. So, yeah. Okay. There was a character named Eric in it, but it was with a K, and he was an android. Whatever. So, a lot of impactful stuff. Like, a lot of really good stuff I like in sci- There was one where the android, there, it's an android race, okay? Mm-hmm. This, is, this is pretty exciting. Okay, so, I'm ready. there was this android race. I think it was called the Chi, but I could be wrong about that. It's been a long time. So, they wanted to be reprogrammed so that they could fight because they were uh, programmed to be a pacifist uh, android race. So they couldn't actually do any violence. And uh, so the Animorphs have to go and get a device that will let them reprogram them that the Yurks have. The Yurks are the aliens they're fighting. Sure, sure. Um, and so they do. <laughs> they finally... Uh, they, Maybe every episode's a KA Applegate spotlight. <laughs> they, have to, they have to go. Yeah. The Animorphs go and they... Uh, they get the item or whatever. I can't remember if it was a switch or a program or infinity stone and, and they do it. And Eric, the Android is able to go in and save them and like kill. He, he kills all the, um, the people they were fighting that were going Eric. to kill the Animorphs. Wow. 
but at the end he he's like devastated by what he's done sure and he's like how do you how do you guys deal with this he's like and jake is like we tried to it might have been a marco book it was a marco book okay Uh, it had the spider wolf on the cover um and he's like, we, we just try to move on. We try to forget about it, push it aside. And he points at his Android brain. He's like, I don't forget. And it's just, that's really like impactful. And you're like, oh, that's right. Because he's a robot. He right. can't forget these things. And then you're just like, that's so sad. Yeah, he's stuck with it. And that. it just kind of like punches you in the gut. Even, at, I mean, as a kid, that's all. Poor Eric. Yeah. We're talking about. So K.A. Applegate. Uh-huh. Yes. All right. I, I would just have to tell her how important the Animorphs yeah. were to me. And Everworld was pretty good, too. But everything after that was like, I'm reading it because you wrote it. You wanted Animorphs. it to be the <laughs> yes. Sure, sure. And so. you haven't read her newer stuff. I, I, I'm going to, so we can do a K.A. Applegate spotlight. Yeah, that's a good idea. So All right, we, I'll do it. So too. we can talk about the Animorphs. Definitely. Because <laughs> we never do. No, we don't. We so. don't. All right, I'll read the first Animorph book. Yeah. And I'll watch the and first I'll season read, of like, Lois Crenshaw and Clark. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> For you. Uh, okay. Okay. For my next pick, I would choose Jonathan Franzen. Really? Author but you of hated The Corrections? Yes. yes, I did. I sure did. Author of The Corrections, uh-huh. Freedom, Purity, lots of other things. Um, I feel like he would just be fascinating. Okay. Even The Corrections, which I didn't like, it just was... I understood why. Mm-hmm. Why it was such a, an appealing book to so many people. It won the National Book Award. Right. And... Uh, it was it was endorsed as Oprah's book club pick selection, which the publishers were like, that's a, that's great. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to sell a million copies. Right. And it did, and I'm sure it helped. He hated it. Really? And it was like, please don't do that. Like, please take that off of the book. I right. don't want to be Oprah's book club selection. Right. Everybody was like, shut up, shut up. Right, sure. Um, but no, it's actually the follow-up <laughs> uh, that that I like, and that was Freedom. And Freedom is just a book. It's a messy book about uh-huh. a messy group of people. Hey, you're kind of a messy guy. Thank you. No, it's okay. And, <laughs> you know, it's just, there's so many different, there's so many different, like, psychological and emotional things, like, pulling these characters around. Right. And it just, I feel like it so expertly balances even these odd little, like, uh, like side stories. Mm-hmm. And it all just sort of comes together so well. And it just... He must just have a fascinating mind, you know, right. to be able to like sit back and do that sort of thing. And I felt the same way to a lesser extent with his more recent uh, book, Purity, right? Which I probably gave like a three out of five because it was another one where certain aspects of it I just was enthralled with, loved. Mm-hmm. Other things I was kind of like that doesn't really speak to me, but whatever. Right. But I just he's had a kind of a diverse career. I mean, he started in nonfiction, uh, which was relatively prominent had some novels prior to corrections that like nobody's read and then since then has been sort of you know just rising a little bit and he's he's one that i'm he's one of the few that i'm eagerly like just write another book already you know like i want the next one i want to dig into it yeah so i think he would be an interesting guy to talk to yeah and i think that would be a based off of freedom mostly based off of freedom but even even though i didn't like the corrections Uh i get it you know, like I get no, it. You hated it. No, I did. I did hate it. I get it. I get the purpose. I get what he's going for. It just didn't, I mm. didn't get anything out of it. It didn't speak to me. Okay. But it did other people. So, right. You know, so that's my number two. Okay. Uh, we've gone kind of long here. Okay. Should we, uh, should we stop it too? And I don't know. Well, just, why don't you just give me a, we'll just do a quick. All right. Well, I can't meet Michael Crichton. No, as you we can't. said. So, uh, uh, any comic book 
writer you'd want to meet? I'd like to meet Chris Claremont. Okay. Of X-Men sure, fame. That totally makes sense. So, thank you. <laughs> no, not really. I don't really, really? Think I'd want. No, no. John Byrne? He, no, he's kind of a so. jerk. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, it's rough because they say don't meet your heroes. And yeah. I think uh, there's a lot of comic book writers that are like, oh, I wouldn't want to meet that person. I'd like to meet Kevin Smith. Does that count? I don't think he's written anything. Not in a while. Uh, Neil Simon? Is he still alive? He is still alive. Would you want to meet Neil Simon? I don't Neil think Simon, I would. I feel like anything I want to get from Neil Simon, I've gotten by reading. Yeah. It, it doesn't seem like he would surprise me. With, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. So, and there's actually there's an element to his writing that I don't particularly like. Yeah, and when I've <laughs> when I've directed his plays, I sort of try to direct around that. You know, oh, like yeah. I don't I don't embrace that certain. I don't know. There's kind of a there's kind of a pessimism, kind of a, yeah. a darkness that yeah. I don't think really meshes as well. No, with, you're right. I think you can accomplish a lot more if you don't like give in to that. So, mm. no, I don't think I would want to meet Neil Simon. Uh, David Sedaris was my last oh, okay. choice. Oh, go ahead then. David Sedaris, essayist. Um, so he does some fiction, but primarily uh, the essays about his life and his childhood are just mm-hmm. amazing. He does a lot of I speaking mean, just, yeah, uh, engagements. Yeah, so. and he, he, he reads his own audiobooks. Right. And so does Neil Gaiman. Oh, you know, yeah. And his readings of the books, I mean, I, there's some that aren't available on audio or they uh-huh. weren't there, so I read them. And they're funny. Right. But when you listen to Sedaris read them, it's mm-hmm. just perfect. I mean, right. it's just like, pull the car over. You're going to, like, kill someone. Okay. So I just... And he's his a lot of his stories are set in Binghamton, real nearby. Right. where he grew up, you know. So, yes, David Sedaris would be my final pick. Did you have a final pick? Uh, I, was, I was trying to decide because... When I said Chris Claremont, it's because of the same thing. Like, yeah. I was younger. And also Bill Watterson. Mm. It's like these people who affected me very much when I was, like, younger. Yeah. But that instilled a lot of things in me that have stayed forever. But I guess I Brandon Sanderson would be cool to talk to. Um, Either that or he'd be a total nerd. Yeah. Well, so, <laughs> you know, uh, Dan Simmons, but I've only read the two Hyperion, Hyperion right, books. Yeah. But I have other stuff of it. Oh, and I read The Terror. But um, I don't know. It was just, I imagine him to be a weird person. And so I'd want that confirmed. Sure. To just go up to him and be like, yes, he is very weird. Yeah. Um, but uh, I guess. I actually love Steve Martin's writing. Oh, yeah. But he's more yeah. celebrity more Tom Hanks. than writer. Yeah. I haven't read Tom Hanks. But. So. Uh, all right yeah a lot of my a lot of the authors i'd really like to like pick their brain deadzo dead yeah, yeah. uh people like uh ray bradbury uh-huh. or uh dead. yeah dead or michael Crichton, dead. or even uh robert a heinlein gone you could probably talk to sherry Crichton. oh yeah you give her a call well he has like five ex-wives oh. so i could just wow. go through wow I still... really calling him out <laughs> <laughs> yeah it makes sense when you when you Looking read for love man when you read about his marriage like marriages in his books like yeah. oh that makes sense yeah i, I could yeah. see why you have five yeah. five ex-wives yeah. there um you know what's funny about that though because mm-hmm. there's never a good parental figure in any joyce carol Oates books yeah and then when you're talking to her she had like a nice idyllic yeah. childhood so where does that come from yeah. i don't know um i think i think the problem i have with like what authors to meet is i don't have Michael Crichton was my favorite author, and now he's gone. Yeah. And I, I mean, he's still, but I don't have a current. I was thinking about this when I was trying to find books to read just recently. Like, I don't have an author that uh, I just want to read everything they put out mm. at the moment. Like, yeah. I like Brandon Sanderson, and I'll read it, but I'm not going to go through some of his like older stuff. I'll, right. I want to read the rest of his Mistborn and stuff. But um, 
I wouldn't necessarily put him as like my favorite mm-hmm. author. So I don't have like you have Stephen King. Whenever he puts yeah, it, but, new... but I wouldn't say that he's my favorite living author. Oh, really? And I haven't read Sleeping Beauties yet. That's true. Uh, but you do read when he when new stuff comes out. You yeah, I have. Yeah, you're right. Um, so that 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 doesn't help to have so many. It's, it's the same thing with bands. Like so many of my favorite bands aren't together anymore, so yeah. I can't see them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, it's agreed. I'm going to set up a date for you with Stephen King. Oh, my. And you'll put up one for me for Neil Gaiman. And no, I'll pick K.A. Applegate for thank you. you. Thank you. I didn't want to say it. Yeah. So. Yeah. No problem. No problem. <laughs> well, okay. Let's close that up and talk quickly about library news. Okay. I'll tell you the big stuff that we have coming up here is November 16th. Uh, we have Creek Bend Band. Creek Bend Band. Local favorite. I see. They've been coming here every year for a long horizon. time now. Always a good show. They're just they're nice guys. <laughs> they're nice guys. They're fun guys, and just yeah. exceptional musicians. Yeah. So definitely want to come out for that. Next month we have the Nutcracker. Yes, December uh, eight, nine, and ten are the shows, and I'm extra excited because one of my oh, one of yeah. my childhood best yeah. friends, yeah. Mr. Bo Hutchings, yeah. is going to come out here and play the Nutcracker Prince. Great! So I'm excited. Yeah. I haven't seen him in several years. Are you worried people are going to be like, "Wait a minute, we've been friends with the wrong person from that town"? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a man about town. Is he? Yeah. Okay. And here I am. You were you were in so, plays and stuff. Yeah, you I were know. In Joseph the Technicolor Dreamcoat. I sure was. How well, many we, times? We met in plays. Uh, Joseph was 25 times. Okay. <laughs> Bo and I met in plays. We did Fiddler on the Roof together about 80 times. <gasps> right. And then we did some just like teen youth theater together. Yeah. Oh, you mean like so, a high school musical? A lot of fun. No, we oh. did Meet Me in St. Louis together, Babes uh, in Arms. Okay. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. So I think he's going to be great and yeah. I look forward to seeing him. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And that's it for me. We're showing Despicable Me 3. Ooh. Uh, that's December 8th. Okay. Uh, that comes out that week on DVD, and we're showing it. Look at that. So that will be, Hot our, off the that'll be our last uh, after-school movie of the year. Okay. Of 2017. Close the shop. What a year 2017 has sure been. Sure was. Our senior matinee for this month is Grumpier Old Men. Oh, geez. Just as good as the original. I haven't seen the sequel. Oh, it's so good. Is it? Yeah. Better. All right. I Better? No, probably not. One. I mean, Sophia Loren is in yeah. it as sort of a, a date for Walter Matthau. Okay. Yeah. Pretty good. She's pretty um, good. I don't know if this comes. This should have been in book news, but we'll bring it up here. Tomorrow, the 14th of November, uh, Andrew Weir's new book comes out. Artemis. Yeah. Yes. So that's author of The Martian, folks. Yeah. I imagine that will have to be on the New York Times. How many potatoes list. do you think are going to be in that book? I don't think it's going to be a potato related no book. No potato books at no. all. Well, that's no. an interesting direction. Yeah. So, Godspeed, Andy. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. I think next week we're going to do a Lonely Hearts book club. We're going to pull a, yeah. an old friend from the stacks and see why nobody likes him. So yeah. <laughs> should be a good time. Well, that's what happens when you bring old friends from your old home yeah. to your new friends in your new town. Yeah, that's true. People are like, Bo? You mean Bo? Yeah. Nobody's going to like him? No no oh. one's going to like oh. Bo. You okay. know that thing Bo does with the jokes about the people? Oh, sure. Not going to land really? well here. No. Really? It's funny back when you're 16. Okay. At 30. Forget right. it. Right. So. Okay. Sorry, he makes Bo. a lot of redhead jokes. So yeah, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's totally made up. Uh, maybe it's not. I don't know. Well, Bo's made up. So right. yes, it's we gotta, <laughs> the redhead jokes. We got to cut this. All yeah. right. All right. I will, Our apologies I'll, to Bo. Uh, yeah. And we'll see you next week. Bye.